I'm Brian Hu. I'm Ada Singh. And welcome to Saturday School. When your friends are watching Saturday morning cartoons, you're being forced to learn Asian American pop culture history. Welcome back to Saturday School. This is our semester on Asian Americans in Love. And for this episode, we're talking about The Namesake, directed by Mara Nair in 2006. It's a film based on a Jhumpa Lahiri novel. It's kind of an epic story spanning multiple decades, and we follow one family. And it stars Cal Penn, Irfan Khan, and Taboo. There's multiple romances in the film, but the one that we want to talk about is the romance between the parents. Yes, this movie hasn't really like lasted that well in my memory. I think there's certain like cheesy things about it that I couldn't really get over. But I think what really made me feel like this had to be in there it was because parent romance in Asian American films is so rare and so rarely done this good. And I think for us as children of immigrants, I think it's also partly cute to think about this as our parents' generation coming to the United States, and I don't know, like being young in love as well as being young in a new country at the same time. Well, wait, uh, I don't know if we'll put this in, but when you're talking about like cheesy stuff in the movie, are you talking about their relationship or other stuff in the movie? It's Calpen. Okay, okay, yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> it's an Asian American immigrant story. The romance starts out in India when they meet for the first time through an arranged marriage. And then it follows them as they start their life in America, and eventually raise two kids together. I remember the performances of Irfan Khan and Taboo really sticking out as really powerful. But this was ten years ago, and watching it again recently, and specifically thinking about the love story, I couldn't get over how romantic everything was. I don't know if you had that reaction. I did, and I think also I'm also like eleven years older than. When I first watched this, so I think I also see it through a different lens of like definitely way more identifying with the parents. Their first exchange is really just done through shy looks, like they barely look at each other in the eye. It's mostly their parents talking for them, showing off their son and daughter. And then there's a moment where his parents ask her, like, if you marry him, you're gonna have to go to America. Like, are you are you up for that challenge of you know being in a whole another country by yourself? Will you be able to go? Halfway across the world, live in a cold city with freezing winters. And she just says, "Well, he's going to be there with me, right?" And then he kind of looks up and smiles. And that's oh, so sweet. That scene is like, when you first watch it, I mean, it's really sweet. It's just, it's a great line. But part of you is just thinking, "Oh, she's just saying that." But by the end of the movie, I go back to that line. Like I am reminded of that line, and that line defines the movie. The foundation of their union is not really on dating and being passionate. The foundation is, you know, just just knowing that you will be spending the rest of your life together and trying to make the most of it. From the very beginning, you see that for some reason they both really trust each other. They kind of fall in love at the same time that they discover America. The discovery of a place like New York City helps her feel more at ease with him, and and likewise, them having this relationship also helps them in. Kind of overcoming the uncertainties of being in a, in a new country. I think that's a huge part of what makes a relationship work. You find a person that you're really comfortable with for some reason. It's not as like sexy to see on screen necessarily. There's the scene where they're holding hands, and then when the kids come into the room, they they stop holding hands. Stuff like little things like that that exude a, a, a different kind of romanticism than we're used to watching in movies. Just because I think there's something unique to that kind of conservative immigrant parent. There is something I always wanted to ask you, but 
never had the courage. All those years ago, why did you say yes to me? You were the best of the lot. Huh? Better than the widow with four children and the cartoonist with one arm. I also liked your shoes. Oh, oh, okay, okay. You want me to say, I love you, like the Americans? <laughs> Seeing it on screen, I think, is just a reminder that, oh, this is another way to love, and it's just as beautiful, and it might be even more romantic. Yeah, definitely. So given this, and I know that we want to focus on the parents' love because that's ultimately what I think is most moving to us. But I think part of that is also reinforced by the depictions of Cal Penn's romantic attempts. <laughs> how would you look at like how they seem to be contrasting the love stories of two generations? I think in the movie, it feels like a much greater contrast, not only because they're different types of relationships, but also Cal Penn's relationships don't really get as much time. So I think if you read the book, there's a lot more focus on the relationship. So you feel a little bit more not invested necessarily, but you understand the kind of dynamics of those two relationships. In the movie, it kind of goes in and out so fast that the parents' relationship, their lives and their loves are so interconnected, whereas Cal Penn's relationship almost seem like a reaction, a reaction to how he's either rebelling or trying to find his identity. Don't you think? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just kind of the different generations, right? Like, I'm sure it's it's all kind of a little bit idealistic, but... In one generation, you come to this country and like you kind of need these connections to help you navigate a world that you're not used to, right? Whereas like if you're born here, you kind of have the luxury of being comfortable in America to a certain extent. I mean, definitely more than your parents, you know, you don't have like language barriers. So in a sense, like <laughs> I don't, don't want to say that the love is not as important as <laughs> but it's, I think the the romances are treated a little bit more like they come and go. Right. So as a result, they're not as romantic. I mean, it's funny how you say that um, it moves so fast for Cal Penn's relationships. I actually think that the, the movie goes really fast through the parents' relationships. One of the criticisms of the film is that it doesn't really give time to any of these relationships. But with the parents, it just seems like something about the feeling is, is just right. So we don't really need to spend that much time with them to prove to us that they're in love with each other. Maybe it's not a time thing. Maybe it's, it just feels so steady that it feels solid. The Cal Penn relationships never feel solid. And that's, I mean, that's partially like an age thing, right? Like, although no parents started as a young relationship too. So I don't know. <laughs> I wonder, we are the younger generation. So I wonder if maybe watching it 11 years later, you're like, oh, we're such brats. <laughs> <laughs> we don't deserve love. <laughs> right. Well, that's for damn sure. But there's something great about like epic romance, like epic screen romances that make us feel like we don't deserve love. I mean, like that's like what a beautiful sentiment that is too. <laughs> this love story is bigger than any that I can ever have. Yeah, kind of, right? Yeah, I don't even aspire to that kind of love. <laughs> well, it would ruin you. 
It would absolutely ruin you if you were aspiring for that kind of love. Like, that doesn't really exist. But I think there is something kind of nice about imagining the love that you might achieve from being together for decades, going through all these challenges together and surviving it in a way, you know? Yeah, I find that very moving. And part of it is the performances by Irfan Khan and Taboo, who are big stars in Bollywood. So you're talking about these legendary actors who (laughs) know how to do romance. They come from that tradition, that tradition of epic love. Bollywood is the master of this. I mean, I think maybe part of the reason I found that the namesake moves too fast is because this should have been a three-hour epic about a family cross generations, like as you would find in a I don't know, Kabi Kushi Kabi Gam or something. But like Mir Nair, as a, as a director who has worked in both India and the United States, she spans two industries. She's the director of Monsoon Wedding, and I think because of her ability to kind of tap into multiple filmmaking traditions, she's able to infuse Asian American romance with the romanticism of Bollywood. Or in another way of thinking about it, she's able to take Bollywood and ground it in the realist impulse of independent filmmaking in the United States. That makes her films really special, and um, The Namesake is definitely an example of that. Saturday School is a proud member of Potluck, a collective of podcasts that feature stories and voices from the Asian American community. It's produced by me and Brian. Our logo is by Grace Tallis Lee. Our theme song is courtesy of Rimsky Music and Premium Beat. We have a Tiny Letter newsletter you can sign up for to get lecture notes. Tinyletter.com slash Saturday School Podcast. Or you can tweet us. I'm at Ada Singh, A-D-A-T-S-E-N-G. Brian's at Who's Brian, H-U-S-B-R-I-A-N. And the podcast Twitter handle is Wake Up Sat School. Next week, your assignment is to watch Almost Perfect by Bertha Besaw Penn. Class dismissed.